Italiano. <laughs> that sounds very wrong. <laughs> Meet the ball. Meet the ball. Hey, did you know that guy who sings um mm-hmm. this song? This the guy who sings this song. Did you know he's Italian? What song is this? Rockstar featuring Twenty One Savage. Sorry. I didn't know. Did you know he's Italian? I didn't know. Yeah, Post Malone. Oh, Post. <laughs> intro probably are we reco- we're recording yes okay um let me get a bite of this pizza hello hello <laughs> sarah's excited to talk to you all um hello and welcome to should we say it at the same time let's do it to, to all, all the, the rom-coms we've, we've loved before. before i'm sarah kelly and i'm christina archer and today we're gonna talk to you about some rom and some com and some rom-coms called You've got mail. Yeah. Ooh, can you do the AOL voice? Do your uh, best AOL impression. You've got mail. 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 I can't do it. So we're talking to you about You've Got Mail today, which is obviously a very classic rom-com. Yeah, directed in 1998 by Nora Ephron, written by Nora Ephron and Delia Ephron, her sister, starring Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, the daddy of America. D-A-D-D-I, baby. Yeah, that's that's actually real. That's I believe so that. Tom um, Hanks is a daddy. I love Tom Hanks. And I'm sure everyone who's listening also loves Tom Hanks. Probably. Be- because if you don't, you're probably, like, um, like, uh, crazy. Masochist? Yeah, for sure. Probably. Yeah, I like your noun better. <laughs> I mean, wait, I, is, mm-hmm, hold up. Isn't there some issue in, like, the social sphere with Tom Hanks these days? What? No. Like, Tom Hanks, Matt Damon? Really? Isn't I hope not, because I love him. In the Me Too era? I'm not no, sure. there's no way. I'm not sure. I don't know. We're Tom Hanks to respects research. women too much. Tom Hanks is an angel. Tom Hanks is. But Matt Damon has definitely made some some tone deaf comments, and I do not. Love oh, it. for sure. But Tom Hanks. Fun fact about me, though. Um, <laughs> Matt Damon was my first like man, like crush. Yeah, like you, you, oh, you I know watched. Who mine was who? Aragorn from. Lord of the Rings. Oh, that makes sense with you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? I would have guessed, you know what? I would have guessed Viggo Mortis, and I wouldn't have ever guessed Matt. You know know what? I grew up, I'm a real Lord of the Rings fan girl, mm -hmm. and Viggo Mortis. I would have said Elijah Wood or Sean Bean. No, Elijah Wood is not. He's a little whiny for you. No, I just love this very stoic, very sensual mm-hmm. Aragorn character. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes Viggo sense. Mortis, I mean, that jawline. That jawline. That's a... I mean, have you seen my own jawline? It's chiseled. I can't... <laughs> I can't have... Like, I, I can't have a romantic interest who doesn't have a chin. Yeah. That's because, pretty uh, big for you. Yes. Our children would... It would be wrong. I believe it. Um... But Matt Damon was my he was first. Your first man crush. Yeah, I watched The Born Identity like way too young as a human being. Yeah, I never being. saw that. Oh, I highly recommend. It. <laughs> I highly recommend it in my twenties. Like, I love all the. Haven't there been like six of those? Yeah, they're great. All of them. Are they? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Listen to me. Listen, The Born Identity, The Born Supremacy, The Born Ultimatum. Oh. The oh. one where Jason, Jeremy Renner is the guy in the Bourne movie? He's the guy who does the arrows and all the... If he's not Legolas, he doesn't matter. Um, is he... Orla- no. No, actually, okay. I take Jeremy it Jeremy Renner Orlando is... Orlando Bloom was my first man crush. Because he was Legolas. And and then it was Aragorn. Vigo. They were kind of at the same time. Okay, all Legolas, right. Legolas, Aragorn, Sean Bean never showed up for you? What, Sean who? Sean Bean. Is he the... Who is he? He's the one that dies, <laughs> like, the he first dies. 30 minutes, I think. Wait, I don't even know. Sean Bean, for let me, sure. Let me Hold Google on. It. Let me go- it. Give it a googs. Give it a googs. Give it a goog. I'm going to give it a real goog right now. Anyways. Sean Bean. 
Sean Bean. That just makes me think of Mr. Bean. And Sean Bean is like that man who looks like a. <gasps> oh my god, it's Boromir! Oh. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Let me tell you about Boromir. I knew it! It's your number two. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So he's my number three. He's your number three after yes, Orlando Bloom the slash. The thing about Sean Bean is that he's just a man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's mm-hmm. like so much of a man. Yeah. But he's almost too much of a man. Yeah. And also, Boromir as a character is so flawed. And I just, I couldn't get behind it as probably the nine-year-old that saw this. Yeah, but then you got older and you were like, Boromir can... And then can, I got older um, and I was like, ha, ha, ha. Boromir can shake it up he in became here. became Ned Stark and I was like, get up in this business. Mm. You, know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, here yeah. for it. I was here for, for it. For sure. Sean Bean, he could get it. Yeah. In the, in the words, of, the immortal words of Retta slash Donna... He could get it. That's what I'm saying. That's why I thought it would be your number one pick. But, but Vigo, yeah, yeah, no, I understand star. that. Although, I saw Eastern Promises. But when I realized that Vigo Mortensen played a blonde Amish man in the classic movie Witness, is Witness the one where he's a bowler? <laughs> he bowls. No. no. <laughs> Loses his arm. You know, I'm not sure. It was on TNT okay, a lot as I'm a sure child. It was. I'll look you it up. TNT. I do um, love TNT. They know trauma. <laughs> you know what? Well, I love FX because okay. FX has the movies. FX FX has the movies. Yes, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know the but theme song. TM, TNT, we know drama. We know drama. You know who knows drama? Me. I live for drama. So, Witness is the movie where the little boy, the little mm-hmm. Amish boy, sees yeah. a crime. Okay. And, like, he's the witness. And Vigo I'm Mortensen thinking of is- Kingpin. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's very different than witness. <laughs> so, witness- yeah. Okay, back to Vigo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. My primary- mm-hmm. This really should just be to all the Lord of the Rings people up there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about Lord of the Rings to oh, have a podcast God. about it. I should never have started a podcast with you. That's because I thought we were going to talk about romantic comedies. You know what? Lord of the Rings could be a romantic comedy. How? Um, because Viggo Mortensen and, or a.k.a. Aragorn and whatever her name is, Arendelle or, no, Arendelle is the Arendelle is the land in Frozen. But her name, Arwen, Arwen. Arwen? They have a real wrong. Is that, um, I don't know Liv, if it's a com, but Liv it's a Liv Tyler? Yes. Liv oh, Tyler. Mm. There yeah. are so many beautiful women mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. that franchise. I truly agree. You couldn't yeah. be hired on The Lord of the Rings unless you were a beautiful oh my woman. God, I thought you were talking about me personally, and I was like, first of all, how dare you? Oh, no, 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 no. I no, was like, no, of course. I you would, would have been an elf and queen. Yeah, you for sure. Thank especially you. with your chiseled jawline. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way they would turn that jaw down for no being way. an elf. How could you turn this jawline down? It it's, has cut many a thing. It's too um, defined. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm. Anyways, so what so. I'm... So what we were saying about Sean you, Bean? No. You what got real Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, the daddy of America. Oh, my God, Tom the Hanks. The so, so, back to Tom Hanks. I think we should do... One of us remembers what happens, like a synopsis, okay. and then I'll read an actual synopsis. All right, so I'll do my remembered synopsis. Okay. <laughs> Good luck. <Stop> it. <laughs> Last time she got to do the remembered synopsis. But this time, I suppose it's my turn. So, so, the the movie begins mm-hmm. with Meg Ryan as the little bookshop owner. The yeah. little bookshop around the corner. And obviously, she's adorable and amazing mm-hmm. and super cute. And it's like, it's fall in New York. Yeah. Which is super romanticized in this movie, which I just love. And it just, you know, like, this is the type of movie that makes you want to move to New York. But then in reality, you're like, it's a festering turd of a city. Okay. But um, anyway, so you see these two people, like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, um, have their separate lives in New York and how they're living and it's great and they both love books and it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But then, okay, so Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. They live their separate lives and, like, they cross paths every day, but they never know. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't know each other. And it's, like, a beautifully romantic thing. And then, as the story starts, really, because I'm probably 45 seconds in and haven't talked about the plot yet, Tom Hanks is like, 
I'm the owner of Fox Brothers Books, which is basically Barnes & Noble, which the gag is Barnes & Noble is essentially out of business these days. But they're like, we're, listen, we're going to open a Fox Brothers Books in this neighborhood of town, which is happens to be around the corner from Meg Ryan, mm. her little bookstore. But also, these two characters are both in unhappy relationships, mm-hmm. and they are communicating online, which is very taboo in this 1990s age. Agreed, yeah. So, they're communicating online with other people via email. <laughs> Can you believe it? So they're like, hmm, they turn on the computers, and they're like, hmm, you've got mail. And they're like, wow, mail, it's email. Mm-hmm. And... They open up their mail, and they've, I don't know how chat rooms work, because let's be honest, I am 24 years old, and I only ever used AOL, and, like, sometimes I talk to a bot, but most of the time, you talk to your friends. Like, you already know them. I don't know how chat rooms work, but... Oh, it's like Omegle. Do you remember Omegle? Omegle? Yeah. Omegle's fucking sketch. Yeah, I think that's what it was like. I think they met on, like, Omegle. Like Omegle? Or, like, Reddit, maybe? Red- okay, we'll go with Reddit. Because yeah. Omegle is more about, like, creepy men with their dicks on the screen. You know? Yeah, but I think that was kind of the appeal of Omegle, is that you never really knew what to expect. Awesome. Yeah, I guess. As, like, young teens, we'd be like, let's go on Omegle, and then mm. all of a sudden a dick would pop up, and we'd be like, ah! And I'd be like, okay, I next. I still be like that now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, anyway, so they're talking to, e- to it turns out, each other. But they don't know this. So mm-hmm. the story follows these two people. The little bookshop around the corner, since the Fox Brothers books opened up, is starting to struggle. They don't want to admit it, but they are. And Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks run into each other and they meet a couple of times. And they have kind of a contentious relationship. It's a little bit flirty. It's a little bit saucy. Um, and as time goes on... Uh, oh, God, I forgot what happens. What happens? There's business drama, and there then is, yes, and then what happens after that? There's business drama, and then there's personal drama. Okay. Um, and basically, the two people who they are dating are very right for each other. Turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. By the end of the movie, there's a lot of business drama. There's a lot of romantic drama, and then. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan get together, and it's in a park, and it's really cute, and it's beautiful, and it's in the spring, and I love it, and it's so nice. It's so nice. And then they play, like, somewhere over the rainbow. It's so cute. Okay, do you want to hear the official summary? Yes, I do. I'm sorry. Mine Uh, took forever. No, it's okay. I think you hit some really great points there. Thank you. Like, follow New York. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Kelly, played by Meg Ryan, Mm -hmm. owner of a little and famous bookstore for children's books, has an affair. Wait, what? No, that's Wait, not what? Th- okay. What? I'm what? immediately. And it's an internet affair, and she uh, she asks someone. She's like, "Well, is Whoa. it cheating if it's in a, if it's uh, online via email?" And these days, of course, we're like, Bitch! "Yeah, it's like but, fucking talk to your internet friends." Yeah, it's like if you're if you're sexting with an internet friend. Which they're not really doing, to be fair. They're not sex. They're, just, they're they, sex. It's an emotional. He's it's talking about eating. his dog. He, they have. They're like a good, a good friendship bond. But like TBH, they are getting the emotional release that they want from their partner that they're not getting yeah. in real life. That like they're getting that from one another. So they are kind of technically emotionally cheating. Okay. But, okay. But so here's the. The owner of a large bookstore chain starts putting the owner of a small local bookstore. Books, bookstore <laughs> out, of book bu- out of business. Meanwhile, they have been corresponding over the internet without knowing who either of them are. They can't stand each other in person, but over the internet, they are very attached. Hmm. He finds out who she is, but she doesn't know. Oh, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the date. That's Joe. Joe Fox is the owner of the yeah. big bookstore, and Kathleen Kelly is the owner of the little bookstore. So they're meant to go on a he date. He starts to like her more, but she still hates him. Oh. He has to fix it. And let's read some of the taglines. I think, yes, let's. I think that would be really good for us. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Probably. I think that it's really important to point out that Kathleen Kelly and I have the same last name. I so. think that's important, too. But how does she spell Kelly? It, wrong. Oh. <laughs> she spells it incorrect. Drama. Sometimes you pass on the street. Oh, someone you pass on the street may already be the love of your life. Aww. At odds in life, in love online. What? 
at, at odds in life. At odds in life, in love online. Oh, I like the way you said it better. Yeah, because I'm dramatic. Yeah, yeah, and I have a voice like a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think you just say things very monotone, but in a hilarious way. Okay, thanks. I appreciate that. So, <laughs> so you want to talk thanks, about... I appreciate that. <laughs> Let's talk about some things. So Tom yeah. Hanks, of course, plays Joe Fox, who is someone from a very dynamic family in that... And by dynamic, we mean white and racist. Oh, for sure. And um, <laughs> he has aunts that are like three-year-olds because for some reason yeah. his dad and grandpa keep banging. Yeah, they're fucking weird, man. But his grandpa has like a two-year-old, which well, is a real problem. Will you say that that's Nora Ephron's comment on contemporary society yeah, saying that, that, you know, these the older men... Sash. Oh, these older men are willing to date young women because they have money. And you know what? This whole movie is about the perils of capitalism. Yeah. I retweet. retweet. Yeah. But also, what I've heard recently Mm -hmm. is that it's actually not the older women who are the problem with conception. Mm -hmm. Uh, This could be totally wrong. So you might want to do some research. Is this a biology fact? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What I've heard from the family I babysit for, shout out to baby Liz, um... Her, so it, it's actually the dad, the the man whose older sperm is the problem. You know, I what? mean, obviously to an extent because eggs only produce for so long and they can't be viable all the time. But men are like, oh, I'm shooting, you know, blanks. Doing, no, they're not shooting blanks. Oh, they're like, I'm doing great. Blah, blah, blah. They're shooting 70s, rounds. Which is not always true. Yeah, shooting bullets. You know I what? Suppose. I uh, believe that for sure. I don't know. I yeah, think that I always believe men are the problem. <laughs> it sounds right to me. I, I've never thought about it that much, so yeah. truly could not tell you how I feel about that any which way. <laughs> um, you know what I will talk about mm-hmm. is that opening sequence when oh, they play the graphics. The graphics, amazing. You've got mail. It just immediately sends me back it's to like so beautifully the dated. early two thousands. I mean, it is literally like there are certain bits of pop culture that are just so beautifully dated. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not their fault. It's just, it was part of the time. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a nice look back into the way that the world really was. Because like, if you think about it, think about your iPhone. Mm -hmm. You can't even remember what it was like two updates ago. Yeah. So like, if you look back at something like this, you're like, oh my God, that's what computer screens looked like. So long ago. Right, yeah. And then also... I, First thing I wrote in my notes was, wow, these graphics, amazing. I know. <laughs> Second thing I wrote in my notes was, wow, the Cranberries' dreams. I love this song. <laughs> I literally wrote, this soundtrack, I mean, classique. Yeah. Dreams. The cranberries. Amazing. Yeah, I, in the first 10 minutes, it just kills me. I wrote Greg Kinnear. I forgot. <laughs> I wrote Dave Chappelle. I forgot. <laughs> I <wrote> Could <laughs> you believe that? Dave I Chappelle. Was like, I was like, movie characters should not have apartments this night. It has really fucked me and my expectations up. I know. They, like, there's no way she owns like a two bed, two like, bath, we're, we're like hardwood floor. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> no. be- a, like apartment on a fucking literally small business owner's salary. Really, I mean, we are currently recording in a basement. Well, I mean, this is my apartment. Technically, it's a ground floor. It's a ground floor. Okay, we have windows. Floor. That is a big. That's a big. Place. But we for sure do not live in like New York or no. wherever she I mean, lives. This is Atlanta. Like mm-hmm. we should be better off than we are but i live with my parents yeah well it's a big problem what can you do obviously nothing 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 um no. anyway i always forget dave Chappelle is in this he yeah. is uh joe fox's best friend who his character's name is oh joe yeah. fox oh no oh, joe oh, fox's sorry. best friend's name who is know, dave Chappelle's black man number one <laughs> yeah that's really what it probably can is can we talk about their screen names Kevin Jackson. Kevin Jackson? Yeah, Kevin Jackson. That's not a good name, but you know what? Neither is Joe Fox. You're running... Should we pause it? Yeah, we're running low on the vino. Okay, let's pause, and we'll bring it back. Well, it's literally about emailing and love. Yeah, You've Got Mail is about two people who fall in love over email. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah, I can, I can edit this out. Hello, friends. Michael or I can here. keep it in. Do you hear that beautiful sound? That's Michael. 
<laughs> he just he just farted. It makes a pop. He just pops his butt. Pop it up. Hey, let's talk about fun facts from You've Got Mail. Yes. Um, here's some that I wrote down. Michael! <laughs> Kathleen Kelly is... Hey, he is popping that pussy. Wait, hold on. Let's talk about Meg Ryan's hair in this movie. <gasps> we should. It never moves. It's what? tragic. No, that's Me not what I want to have a podcast about. That's why I said we should have. Yeah, not you, Sarah. You're not included. It's just oh. me and Michael talking about it's popping not like pussy down low. Um, it's not like I'm your girlfriend with. Unbelievable. Hey, everyone. Here are some facts about You've Got Mail, the, yes. the episode of the rom-com for the podcast. We, we decided the to record. We've loved before and none Fuck of you, Michael. Okay, so here's a fun fact. Um, Kathleen, or sorry, Meg Ryan got her very first computer while she was filming this. Oh, that is so cute. Yeah, in 1998. Wow. 1998. What a time. It's been 20 years. I know. Nora Ephron also arranged for Meg Ryan and Heather Burns to work at a real New York City bookstore in preparation of their roles prior to filming. That feels unnecessary. But isn't Heather Burns from Miss Congeniality? <laughs> yeah, I think she so. She is amazing. Wait, isn't Heather Burns also from, um, You've Got... Not You've Got... You've Got Me. This fucking great. Isn't Heather Burns, um... Yeah, she's definitely yeah, in You've Got Mail. Is, yeah. She's also in Two Weeks Notice is what I was going to say. <laughs> no, she's in Miss Congeniality, and her name is Christina in this movie, which I love. Yeah, you love a the good fa- Christina. And I would literally wear every single one of the outfits that she wears in this movie. They're so cute. So cute. <laughs> They're so cute. Parker Posey is also in this movie? I don't know who that is. I know the name, but I don't she know. She was in... Oh, why is it that all the movies that are coming up for her are not good movies? Wasn't she also the the evil girl in... Wait, no. But wasn't she, like, not the evil girl, but, like, wasn't she the girlfriend in Legally Blonde? No, wait. The Harvard girlfriend? I was wondering about that while I was watching this. I was wondering, is she Vivian? Yeah, isn't she? No. I don't think she is. Oh. Let me look. Let me look. All these white people are looking the same to me. Oh man, Parker Posey. Let's see. Nope, I accidentally just googled Vivian Leg. Vivian Legally Blonde is what I was going for. Selma Blair is who plays that. Really? Yeah, not the same. Why did I think they were the same person? Because they look similar. They do look similar. Selma Blair, really? Yeah. Wow, I don't She's think right. I know. I She's really right. don't think I know who Selma Blair is. Maybe that sounds like your problem. Yeah, that is um, for sure my okay, problem. Wait. So let's talk about how dramatic that this is in the beginning. How it's totally set up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the whole story is set up about how these two separate New Yorkers mm-hmm. have intertwined lives, and yeah. they don't even know it. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly and what it's like, about. I mean, Nora Ephron, I just feel like she's a genius because this it's just the most romantic concept. Like, you can see someone in your everyday life and not even know that they're the perfect person for you. Oh, yes. Isn't I think that, sweet? that is really sweet. Right? Yeah. I think the big downfall with this movie is obviously um, capitalism yeah. and how for basically sure. the guy who owns the big bookstore also gets the girl mm-hmm. that, of mm-hmm. his dreams. And um, yeah. does so by destroying her small indie company. But big flop. big flop. But what I will say is that she does self-actualize in losing her position and reinvents herself, which is really cool. And she really inherited the bookstore from her mom. Wait, can you elaborate on that? So what I'm saying is, like, at the end, she's like, I'm going to write children's books. Oh Remember God, that? Right. Isn't that so great? Yeah, and writing children's books, honestly, has always been a dream of mine, so I respect that. I respect anyone who, like, writes books fucking books Trail. yeah Trail. any book yeah <laughs> write a, any book a, write any book and i'll be impressed i'll be yeah, like wow uh, yeah 1000 percent, 100 percent. yes you're amazing you're definitely it. smarter and cooler <laughs> than me both yeah for definitely. sure mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what i'm saying i will say that you know she does kind of have that chance to mm-hmm. reinvent herself and like the bookstore was her mom's 
Yeah. So to some extent, she's Wait. running the bookstore because, like, of her love for her mom. Also, didn't her mom date what's his face's granddad? Yeah, that was weird, was right? Fucking a weird plot twist. That was weird. Like, yeah, he was like, "You are enchanting, mm-hmm. Kelly." Or what's her name? No, her Kathleen. mom's name. Kathleen is, her Kathleen name. is Meg Ryan's name. Yes. I don't know what no, her mom's was, name was. He said it to her, but Tom said it. Sorry, Joe. Yeah. Said it to Kathleen. Yeah. You're enchanting. How do we feel about Greg Kinnear in this I movie? I love Greg, Greg So Kinnear. Greg Kinnear Greg is, is the um, boyfriend of Meg Ryan, who Kathleen, in the beginning yes. of the movie, they are basically moved in together. Yeah, they're pretty much married. Yeah. And, and the same with Tom Hanks' couple. And Parker they're Posey, both yeah. pretty much married. Patricia. But they're like, it's it's very weird. I feel mm-hmm. like how intertwined they are while not loving each other. Quite yeah. obviously not in love with one another. They're not. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. I just feel like. They're content. Yeah, like you wouldn't live with someone and like make a home with them if you were just content. Yeah, no, but I maybe agree. that's just my like youthful idealism speaking. And also that's how romantic comedies make you feel. That's very true. But I love Greg Kinnear and I love this whole like character that he plays where he's like mm-hmm. fuck technology. I know. And he's like <laughs> I need two of the same typewriter. Yeah, I know. And like really Greg, do you? He does do not. You? Apparently he's a much loved journalist. Yes, so. but Greg Kinnear is a much-loved person. Yeah, so is Meg Ryan, who, sense. let's get back to her hair. Yes. Oh, it never moves. It's so quintessential, like, late 90s, 90s. early 2000s. <sighs> it's, like, modern in the way that it is modern according to 1998 standards. <laughs> Literally. And I just feel bad that she, like, oh, also, like, her eyebrows... Are we going to talk about it? They're very thin. They're very thin, and they're very, very like, arched. Yes, but that was kind of the style. In, fact, in 2000s. My granny, my granny still likes that style. Like, mm-hmm. I did her eyebrows last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I did her eyebrows for her, and I made them, like, thick and beautiful, a la mm-hmm. Cara Delevingne. Yeah. And she was like, Christina, how dare you? Oh, really? She was like, I wish that they were more arched. Make them thinner. Mm-hmm. Make them more arched. And I was like, well, fine. I suppose if that's what you want. Oh. Oh, can we talk about how... Sorry, I just got distracted. No, it's okay. Can we talk about how much chemistry they have? They do have a lot of chemistry. They are on that New York Minute. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan have hella chemistry. Mm -hmm. And I think I love that about about them together. Mm -hmm. I wonder... Like, it makes you wonder, like... Why don't they love each other in real life? That's what I'm saying. But they were in three movies together. So many movies. Joe versus a volcano. You've got mail. And you've sleepless in Seattle. My favorite movie. Yeah. But all three of those movies are great. And I think what also makes them both so lovable is that they're so even though Tom Hanks is like the bad guy and he plays almost like a macho dude in this he's movie. Like, he's not that macho. He really is isn't. The best part. Like if it had been someone like uh Matthew McConaughey. Ugh. That would have been gross. Yeah. Like if it had, yeah, like if it had been someone a little bit more, more macho. More macho in real life. Mm-hmm. Like someone who gives off more of like a a macho, harsh alpha man energy. Like, it would have been much less believable, but someone like Tom Hanks, who, like, in reality, like, in his essence, is just a doughy little angel. Yeah, for sure. That, plus his, like, he, it's like he inherited this macho nature, plus his doughy little beautiful angelic exterior, he can never be that mean. Yeah. Also, I think, like, his face is, like, innocent still. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just his character was written sure. to be more macho. Yeah. But, like, how he looks and his manner, man, mannerisms, 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 whatever, his behavior <laughs> is, like, is almost, um, it's just gentle and soft. But it's like, if I ran into Tom Hanks on the street. Yeah. At that point in time, like, if I were Meg Ryan, mm-hmm. I'd be, like, not interested. Yeah, right? Right. But once you get to know him. But I think it's his energy. Yeah, he definitely pulls 
pulls a BDE, you know? <laughs> he does have BDE. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure, yeah. He's but, got big dick energy. Mm-hmm. But, like, his face doesn't so say does it. Meg Ryan. Oh, for sure. Oh, Meg Ryan has the biggest dick energy. I, She's okay, she exudes, like, you know, she, like, revels in the fact that she does have insecurities, and that makes her She's confident. Amazing. Yeah. I think that also, mm. Meg Ryan. Oh, my Ryan, God, wait. Sorry. It's all good. Continue. No, Meg Ryan is just so charming, yeah, is all I was going to say. I was just going to say Sarah Ramirez in the grocery store scene where... What's her face? Meg Ryan. Yeah. Um, is going, she's accidentally in the cash line. Oh, and she only and, has a card! Yeah, she's like, I only have a credit card. Can mm-hmm. you please just make an exception for me? Just mm-hmm. this once, which is totally white privilege. And just, like, privilege in general. Okay, but, like, what else would she have done? Well, you'd be like, I'm so sorry, I'll take everything and I'll go into another line. I, there's so long of lines. It would have held oh, her, it would have held so many people up. Possibly. And they had already You're rung correct. it all up. You're correct. I I'm feel sorry. like I feel like she had no choice but to be like, "Hey, please do this I feel for like me." I just didn't like the way the line was written, where it was like, "Can you please just make an exception, just this one?" Yeah, I think. And I was like, "Woman, like that is such like it's just a, such oh, a, that is a bitch move." Yeah, it's to just say such that. A fucking like white lady in Atlanta thing to do. Yeah, but I'm you like, know what? Mm. It did come out of a place of pure accident yes. for me. And she did not mean to. Yeah, but I I do agree. Mm-hmm. The line. Makes her seem like yeah. a real fucking bitch. But the cashier is Sarah Ramirez, who is, um, I don't remember her character's name, but she's on Grey's Anatomy, and she's, like, the orthopedic surgeon. I didn't watch Grey's Anatomy. I didn't, I watched it for a few seasons on Netflix, like, recently. Right. But she's wonderful, and, but it's really interesting, so she's Hispanic, mm-hmm. and so the whole issue of, like, her being in this line and, like, Sarah Ramirez getting obviously typecast mm-hmm. into that role of, like, the Hispanic cashier. And, like, she does not, like, speak with an accent. Like, she has, like, a neutral American accent. And, like, in this scene, she's like, you have no cash? You oh. have no cash? And I'm like, oh, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, you hear those little things and you're like, well, goddamn, like, why would you put... This wonderful lady in this typecast fucking role. But, I mean, she was at the beginning of her career, I suppose, and all that jazz. Also, to some extent, and I totally agree with you, but what I'm just thinking of now is, like, to what extent is also, like, that the urban, like, New Yorker kind of Mm -hmm. vibe? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think that also offers a really nice contrast because, obviously, Meg Ryan is so, like, upscale and so is joe fox and like both of their characters are all just like up in there but contrast to them are like average people who have like Mm -hmm. average jobs and they kind of live in this own like circle by themselves of like booksellers yeah so i don't know that's true yeah but also i agree with you Mm -hmm. i don't know it's a weird thing to look at it's it's very weird to look at these movies from 20 years ago Mm mm-hmm from this light. Oh my god, it's the 20th anniversary if you've right? got mail. It's very weird. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is weird. Yeah, we're going to have to capitalize on this in the promotion. Promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that we have any promotion, though, because... Eh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> it's called DIY. It's called DIY. 100%. Oh, I was also going to say, Meg Ryan reminds me of Lily Reinhardt. Who's that? Oh, dear. She's Betty on Riverdale. I didn't watch that show. I know she's dating Cole Sprouse yeah, right now. they're both on Riverdale, but, oh, my God, Lily Reinhardt is amazing. But they remind, like, they are, they're very similar, I feel like. and How so? Like, they both have that, first of all, they're both blonde, and they're both white, and they're both women. Okay. But it's something about that, like, wide-eyed innocence Mm. And that sort of, like, uh, I don't know. It's just, like, something about her reminds me of Lily Reinhardt. And that Lily she's Reinhardt's, not, like, a sex icon, basically? Yeah, like, she's not really, like, a sex icon, but she also, like, has a sensuality about her. And she's also, like, seems to be, like, she portrays herself as a lovely person. And that, I think, is really nice. And I feel like Lily Reinhardt is kind of the Meg Ryan of our generation. Like, she really could 
do a thousand rom-coms that are just like this. Mm-hmm. But obviously the landscape of rom-coms is changing a lot. Praise be. Yeah. Like we have Laura Condor, mm-hmm. Lana Condor. I'm sorry, Laura Jean. Yeah. <laughs> Lana Condor, who is a national treasure. Don't at me. It's true. Um, I agree, though. I fucking love her. And, but, like, but Lily Reinhardt could very easily fill the same mold as Meg Ryan. Mm Mm-hmm. But, luckily, we are changing and evolving. For sure. And getting very different types of people in rom-coms, like Shannon Purser and Lana Condor. And, like, people who are, like, not white people. Yeah. Yeah, people who are not, like, white, skinny straight yeah but they're still like neurotic yeah but also like white and also like white skinny straight women do exist okay but yeah we really need to highlight the other people who have in pop culture not existed for so long you know yeah uh, here's another fun fact for our mm-hmm. audience. Yeah. Um, the scene where Joe accidentally closes the door of Kathleen's shop on the balloons mm-hmm. was unscripted. Was so if really? you remember this scene, it's the part it's where so he cute. just means Kathleen Kelly. He knows that she's Kathleen. He doesn't know that she's shop girl online mm-hmm. yet, but he knows that she's the competitor and she doesn't know that he is her competitor. She doesn't know he is the Joe Fox. So he brings in his aunt and uncle who are like a six and seven year old. And, um, they had just gone to the fair and they, he brings them into this children's bookstore and he has like a fish in his hand and balloons. And he closes the book, like why he's leaving. He closes the door to the bookstore and he closes it on the balloons and he goes, I'm glad that wasn't the fish. (laughs) And like, (laughs) yeah. And, um, or he says, good thing that wasn't the fish. So Tom Hanks actually did that and he actually libbed the line, good thing that wasn't the fish. And Nora Ephron thought it was so funny that she kept it in. This is also quintessential of, um, quintessential Tom Hanks. Yeah. Quintessential Nora Ephron, quintessential everyone, everything. Well, that's what I was going to say about Nora Ephron (laughs) is, and when Harry met Sally, when Rob Reiner's mom says, I'll have what she's having yes! in the diner, that was also an unscripted line. And they loved it so much that they kept it in. Because it's hilarious. Yeah, right? It's yes. so good. Um, but I wanted to talk about their screen names. So, Oh, my God! Yes. So, so, and they have the best Meg Ryan bit about that, too. Shop Girl. Yeah. Shop Girl. Yeah. Amazing name. And Tom Hanks. The fact that that wasn't claimed already, (laughs) that's really what I'm surprised. I know, like. It would have been, if it was made in 2018, it would have been Shop Girl with a U. 1212556786U underscore 859. Yeah, it would have been (laughs) S H O P P E underscore. Like G U R L L L L L exclamation 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 L L L L L with a bunch of numbers yeah yeah and then um so Sarah what was what was your screen name my screen name oh my god so my first email was Sarah point five Panay at Hotmail and can you tell our listeners it's because because it means half Filipino my mom thought it would be funny that point five is like half. Panay is I like that. It was her mom's idea. It her was mom my was like, mom's idea. You remember, you are half Filipino. <laughs> She's like, I want your internet persona to directly reflect your racial point identity. Five I know it was not point five white. Like no. it was. <laughs> it was point five. She was like Filipinas represent. <laughs> also, it could literally have been half Panay. Yeah, but it's point five Panay. No, that would have been too many letters for her to half spell out. <laughs> I think she was just trying to creatively think of um, screen names. What was your first screen name? Um, my first screen name was, and I stand by this wholeheartedly, Yeah, Cheesy892, because I love cheese. I mean, that's not wrong. And let me tell you, it was Cheesy, C-H-E-E-S-I-E, because I thought it was cuter than with a Y. Oh, interesting. Yep. I like things to have an I-E on Okay. The Cheesy eight nine two like AOL dot com like Trixie yes like I would I would have been a real hoe if I had been an older lady during that time yeah like if if my name was like Christina well my name is Christina yeah but if my name was Christina, I was gonna say this is I, a real curveball <laughs> if my name was Christina and I was a teen during that time uh-huh. so during like the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. 
I probably would have gone by like Christy or like Chrissy. Yeah. Chrissy? Yeah. That's a big one. Like C H R I S S I E. Which is like gross. Hey, listen, if you're an audience member who's <laughs> named Christy or Chrissy, listen. We're not Judge. talking smack. No, I'm not. I'm sorry, but I am. Oh, I think it's a perfectly valid name. <laughs> so Sarah's not judging you, but I, Christina Archer, am judging. You know what? That's also because Sarah isn't the kind of name that you can make nicknames out of. That's a solid point. It's either Sarah or Ra. Yeah, that's ter. If anyone ever came up to me and called me Ra, I'd hey, punch them hey, in the throat. Hey, Ra. Hey, Ra. Throat punch. Ra. I'd drop kick them. Ra. 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 No. If I call you Reba. I wouldn't respond to that. Hey, that's the exact same <laughs> amount of syllables as nope, Sarah. That's terrible. Yeah, Reba. That's true. Yeah. You. I hate it. I hate that. Anyways, Sarah. I also Sarah. don't like that. Sarah Bear. That's a strong no. Yeah, hard pass. Okay. But either way, you were you were point five Panai, and I was cheesy eight nine two because we had very different values in life. Yours was your race. <laughs> mine was cheese. Me was respecting the opinion of my mom. <laughs> and and mine, yours, I love cheese. Yours was dairy. I'm white and I live in America. I'm lactose intolerant and I love cheese. Are you really lactose intolerant? Yep. We just ate so much pizza. Yeah, what's it to you, bitch? Oh, we ate a lot. We ate a lot of I'm pizza. I'm not really lactose intolerant anymore. Okay. But for a while I was. Okay. I've got a lot of digestive problems. Oh, really? Mm. Mm, I wonder if Meg Ryan has digestive you problems. I would guess, yeah. I would guess so, too, because I bet she drinks only almond milk. So what is Meg Ryan doing nowadays? That's a really solid question that I don't know the answer to. I don't Let either. Let's just look it up. I bet she's Meg living Ryan. on maybe a farm or I feel something. like Meg Ryan has too much money. She definitely got work done. She's 56 now. Is she really 56? Oh she my was... Wow, this is not a good picture. Wait, do you remember? Yeah, I mean, that's not a great picture, but also, like, she's gonna age, you know? Yeah, that's true. And, um, I think that something is really crazy to remember is that she was married to Dennis Quaid for 10 years. That's, prob- that's probably what aged her. Yeah, she was married to Dennis Quaid while... This movie was being filmed. Was it really? Mm-hmm. She was married to Dennis Quaid I mean, from 1991 to 2001. Wow. As Dennis Quaid, how do you handle that type of chemistry? You don't. Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. I, I mean, I wonder if there was ever an affair. I mean, obviously, I'm literally just throwing fucking, fl- like, fuel at the fire. Yeah, let's start some rumors. Uh, my mm-hmm. rumor is going to be that Meg Ryan had tons of affairs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lots and lots and lots. Um, oh, hold on. Hot, Here's a fun thing off her Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. In 1995, critic Richard Corliss called her the current soul of romantic comedy. Aww. Isn't that so nice? Very sweet. That's Lana Condor. I agree. And also, I think that um, a year later, Ryan starred in the film Courage Under Fire, along with, guess who? Who? Denzel Washington. Uh, and guess who? Who? Matt Damon. Uh, <laughs> who Matt Damon, you're so problematic. Yeah, I mean, he was in that Great Wall movie. Oh, we hey. have a special guest. Okay, I really don't want to interrupt. What? Let me pause. But HQ's movie trivia night is about to start. Michael! Turn Michael! On. Turn please, on. Please, tell okay. us your okay. screen name one more Michael, time. Michael is Sarah's boyfriend. Please tell us your screen name. Michael, please turn please. off that bullshit. Tell us your screen name. Tell us. For the people. Please. My very first screen name of all time was my YouTube channel that I created in sixth grade. And it was Big Pimp Bird 19, later taken down over a Call of Duty griefer who told me, I will change your life forever. And he did. He made me change my name on not only YouTube, but also Xbox Live. And I changed it to Baby Eater 19. Which <laughs> Which, which was then, then reported in 48 hours. Naturally. Through another Call of Duty game where someone got very offended by my name. They had just had a baby. And I, in middle school, being myself, decided 
to make fun of the fact that they had just had a baby by saying, I would like to eat that baby because I am a baby eater. And guess what? I have eaten 19 of them. After that name was reported, I changed my name to a name that isn't actually that funny and it kind of sucks. It's Glossy Gapers. Yeah, pretty shitty name. What is Gapers? An asshole. What? Glossy assholes. What a gaper, a, ga- a gaper is known as an oh, asshole oh, that is oh. been fisted. A fisted butthole! Yes. A gaper is known as an asshole that has either been I just rammed by a huge you. sex toy or a huge dick and has caused the asshole to be very wide. Oh my god. Yes. I'm this really is, learning And my a lot. name, my it's name was Glossy Gapers turn. for really not that long either. Um, You've got reported a lot, haven't yes, you? Yes, uh, middle school was a rough time for my usernames oh, on YouTube as well as Xbox. <laughs> oh, <let's laughs> um, and then after that, uh, I don't remember what my name became after that. I don't remember, but it's it was something. Best you don't. It was something tame. It was something tame because was it ended it? up being my, my last name? Xbox username. I am currently a PS4 oh, who user. The name of Elliot. What? I'm oh, feeling, sorry. I'm feeling very shook by this discussion. I wasn't expecting it to take quite such a nasty turn. I can't believe this Listeners right now. Listeners who are just here for Meg Ryan and Tom I Hanks. would like to formally oh. apologize. Uh, the name Glossy Gapers was <laughs> given to me by a friend, and all of my friends did tell me that it was great at the time. <laughs> so, uh, being my middle school self... Don't mm-hmm. trust friends! Don't I gave anyway, in to school. peer pressure. It was not my idea. Although Baby Eater 19 was totally my idea. And Big Pimpered 19 was my idea. That shit was awesome. Can I curse on here? Yeah, yeah. sure. I don't... I, we'll get an explicit Damn right. rating. I'm very glad that Michael was here to tell us about his um, very explicit screen name. They were in s- middle school. Baby Eater 19, if you're out there. Um, please let us know that you're listening. Where's Baby Eaters 1 through 18? I, honestly, that's a really good question. Baby Eaters 1 through 18, please let me know. Please like, share, subscribe. (laughs) Like, share, subscribe. (laughs) Comment, (laughs) thumbs up, and hit that bell notification. (laughs) Baby Eaters 1 through 18. Please like, share, subscribe. Any big pimp birds out there? 1 through 18? (laughs) Please feel free. And any cheesy 893s? Or cheesy eight nine fours. I doubt there's gonna be another you Sarah point five Panai. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah point five Panai. If you're out there, if you're listening, please, please. It's just gonna be me. We need you. Tell us your story. I doubt it. It's we just need you to come me. Forward. I was the most creative Panai. person. Point five Panai. We know you're out there listening. Point. Wait, um, can we talk about the time in the movie where Tom Hanks screams, I was eloquent! Oh, yeah. I that was that funny. I just felt like it was me. I love Dave Chappelle <laughs> in this movie. A lot of the movie. time, I'm like, I was eloquent! And I 100% was not. I explained! <laughs> I explained it, and I was eloquent! And it was a lie. My other notes are, love Greg Kinnear. So you know how Kathleen talks about pride and prejudice a lot in this movie right yeah um so she's always she's she says elizabeth is a great character and i said to myself you know if elizabeth is a great character then you certainly are not meg ryan because you don't have that much dimension tbqh yeah i agree and i love her and i love her character but there's just not enough of her and i'm like nora Nora! I agree. Pull it together! I agree. I think it's interesting that they talk about Pride and Prejudice so much. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that was a real, like, book slash movie of the 90s that people were like, oh, Pride and Prejudice? That's the ultimate romantic story. But, like, now, like, our romantic story... The Notebook. Is the notebook the or no- Titanic? Oh, it's Titanic. It's Titanic. I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's Titanic. I thought we were talking about more like our. No, time. no, 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 for sure. No, just notebook like- is probably like more contemporary, yeah. but Titanic is like a little bit more if you were I feel really like, like a true yeah. millennial in the, the middle ultimate, of the millennial. The ultimate romance is the Titanic. Yeah, but the second ultimate 
the penultimate, if you will. It's so. definitely the notebook. It's the end scene where, where Brinkley and Joe Stop. Fox meet Kathleen in the park. I don't think I can talk about it, and it's so cute. And somewhere over the rainbow oh. place. Is, I wished it was you. I always hoped it was you. And then they kiss. I'm really emotional thinking about this. Oh my god, I love this movie. You've Got Mail is a true treasure. If you've never watched it, you're wasting your time. And you've never felt happiness in your life, probably. Oh my god. Is there any closing thoughts you have um, for You've Got Mail? I have to stop. I love 90s nostalgia. Um, I love Meg Ryan. Yeah. I love Tom Hanks. Yeah. I love Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I love Nora Ephron. Mm. I love Greg Kinnear. Mm, Greg Kinnear. Mm. He's sexy. Okay, that's not where I thought you were going to go with that <laughs> sentence. But he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about nowadays. Because I haven't seen Greg Kinnear nowadays. He might not even be alive in 2018. Is he? Is he still (laughs) happen? I don't know why he... Oh, he's still hot. He is? Let me see. (laughs) Show me. Show me. Show me. Hot. 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 Oh, damn. What? If you guys got a chance, please Google. Greg Kinnear? He is a dilf. Okay, for sure, Greg Kinnear has not changed. His mm. physical appearance has mm. not vastly changed since 1998. Literally, he is still hot as fuck, even with the gross beard. Yeah, for sure. But, Anyways, to uh, our audience. Oh, my heart. Oh, my God. He looks uh, like a fucking journalist. Uh, like a sexy, sexy I feel journalist. Like the bottom line with this movie... Capitalism is sucks. Capitalism sucks. It's a little whitewashed. Uh, romance is great. Yeah. And so live, is comedy. Live for the rom, live for the drum. And live for that calm. Mm. Yes. And for sure live for Tom. <laughs> for yeah. Tom Hanks. Live for Tom Hanks. Please live for Tom Hanks. And so, Meg Ryan, because Meg Ryan is an angel. She really is. And because women are the future. Yeah, the I future also agree. I, wait, did we talk about Nora Ephron? Not enough. I love her. Let I me tell you everything I love about Nora right. Ephron. Yes. She grew up in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Is became a writer, went, mm-hmm. became a journalist, was one of the first journalists um, for the New York Post, I think. Um, y- you know, don't quote me on that. I could not tell you otherwise, so I won't. But she was, like, one of the first female journalists um, fucking rocks, had a yeah. whole career of journalism before she went into screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, her parents beforehand were playwrights, very famous playwrights. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nora Ephron, um, had a really great career. After she became a screenwriter, became a director, which is really cool. Yeah, she's a star. Um, directed a bunch of films. And right. wrote a bunch of... She directed You've Got Mail. Yes. She directed Sleepless in Seattle. Which she directed my number one movie. She directed Julie and Julia. She oh, directed amazing. Bewitched. Like, she's awesome. She is amazing. Nora Ephron is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then she finally died of um, a cancer-related illness. It gets you thinking about the society you live in without, like, fucking outright being like... Look at what you're living in. Yeah. You know, like, she's showing you all of this you've got mail stuff, mm-hmm. like, back in a time when people didn't even realize, like, that that was going to affect our lives so much. Mm-hmm. I just feel like she's a beautiful voice, and it just makes me really sad that yeah. she's not making movies anymore. And but. I think also what is something that is so great about anything Nora Ephron has ever put her hands on is, like, the dialogue that she writes mm-hmm. is so, it's kind of it's like, real. it's real and it almost feels surreal because mm-hmm. of how they like interact, like the people she casts to interact with each other are so, yeah. like so in tune with mm-hmm. each other They're that so it's emotionally mature. So even though these lines of dialogue seem like something no one would ever say, yeah. they 
you know, if you had two different people saying it, it would feel like a normal conversation. But mm-hmm. when you put Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks saying, like, Ooh, it's so right. it was eloquent! <laughs> like, if, I was eloquent! Yeah. Like, if you put them in the same room saying things like that, then it was, and like, that's it's so magical. to the casting. Like, mm-hmm. really good job, you yeah. guys. Like, well, when yeah, she was... I don't even know who the casting director was, but I say really good job to you. Yeah, well, um, I know that Nora Ephron did um, ask for... She wrote Sleepless in Seattle for Tom Hanks. Sleepless in Seattle so much. That's definitely going to be something we talk about in upcoming episodes. About. Do you have any other opinions about You've Got Mail? You've Got Mail. <laughs> other than I think it's a really beautiful movie, and... I think apart from the obvious whitewashing, which I know I've, like, talked about a thousand times already, it just, it does bother me growing up. I wish I had seen more people of color since I am a white woman. I wish I had seen more people who experienced different lives than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I do think it's a really beautiful movie. And I just, I love that idea and I think a lot of people do, of someone living a very similar life to you and crossing paths with you often and that person being the person that makes your world complete. I think it's beautiful. Not that you shouldn't be complete on your own because you should be. And if you want to be single forever, that's wonderful. Um, but I also think, like, if you're a complete human then that person, a.k.a. Tom Hanks, adds to your life and makes it a much more beautiful thing. I just think it's a really nicely done way of viewing romance in modern society. I agree. Um, My final thoughts of You've Got Mail is uh, the late 90s were freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. Meg Ryan is freaking awesome. Tom Hanks is freaking awesome. Uh, Nora Ephron freaking awesome anyways listen thanks for tuning in um comment share subscribe okay if you are wondering what to do at this point you've gotten to the end of our podcast Mm -hmm. thanks what you should do is like us on i don't know whatever we're on at this point social media maybe social media i'm not sure like us share us subscribe to us yeah and it will benefit you in the future yeah probably we will be having guests we will be talking about more rom-coms uh-huh if you have a certain rom-com that you want to hear about please let us know we have an email and that email is romcoms we've loved at gmail.com no apostrophe in weave obviously yeah so that's romcoms we've loved at gmail.com and otherwise you can find me christina archer on instagram at at Tina takes a tumble, or you can find Sarah Kelly on Instagram at S S A R A H K E L L E Y Y. See, that was a beautiful way of hearing that. Yeah, I'm also a talented musical artist. That's very true. Anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate it, and yes, we um, we'll talk to you soon. And thanks for listening to. To all the rom-coms we've loved before. Goodbye! Bye!